Welcome to It The Real, the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and um, I probably was never described as a uh, a sexy teen. But this week I am joined by my co-host, uh, friend, and um, someone that I'll call Wesley. Jesse, how you doing, Jesse? I'm doing all right, man, but uh, for supper, I do not want a party platter. <laughs> it's a a good one i like the reference there (laughs) it's about it's about all i got for references on this but i'm coming out swinging and then it's all you (laughs) fair um so yeah we're gonna talk about something um this is kind of um to set this up i was um on tiktok uh it was really late i can't remember why i was on it might have just been the fact i couldn't go to sleep um but I was, oh, I was eating food and I was out on our couch, uh, just going through TikTok, And I saw this like short video clip of a show that I really like, uh, which we're going to talk about today. Um, and we'll, we'll get to what that is here in a bit, but I saw the clip and I was like, wow, they really like, at first I was like, man, this fan art is just great. And the clip I saw was like, uh, a bunch of these characters being brought into an auditorium and they're being like, uh, and this, the, 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 one of the characters is like, while you were frozen, all this happened. And I, I at for sure thought it was a fan thing because the audio was kind of a little off. Uh, the animation didn't seem uh, this, as high quality as I was expecting. Um, and then also the premise kind of makes sense uh, because how the show ended was a, quite a while ago and everyone got frozen. Um, and so like the, the, the joke being that they're catching everybody up on that, like what's happened today. I was like, okay, cool. This is like, this is a fan made thing. This is a pretty sick fan made bit of art. I'm going to like this. I'm going to, I'm going to keep watching this. And then as it went on, I suddenly realized I was like, wait, hold on. That's like the original voice actor for that character. That's pretty crazy that they got the original voice actor to do this. That's real cool. I'm not saying that, you know, original voice actors wouldn't do something like that if it's one of their passion projects or a character they particularly like. Um, And so I was just like, okay, cool. And then then another character talked and I was like, that's the original voice actor for that person, too. And then another character talked and I was like, oh, my gosh, what what is this? This is this is crazy. And so I went to look at the profile and I saw like 12 little TikTok videos or whatever and they were all of the show and i was like what is this and then the last video was nothing but like a thing of text and i was like what's going on here and so i clicked on it on just the text thing and it was just like this is the leaked episode of this show and it was found on a it was like the link got shared out on twitter um it was on a uh like google drive you can download it if you follow the, if you can find the link on twitter if it hasn't been taken down yet if it hasn't been um removed from the google drive like you can download it and see it all uh and it like even was like please note that this is still in the works like some of the voice acting probably is a little weird some of the animations probably still need to be touch up like this is this is a leaked first episode and I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I quickly like thinking like, you know, the, the government <laughs> spy organization is going to come and rip it off TikTok. So I watched all of it 
uh, through TikTok, which was actually pretty good. It was actually not too terrible. It would just, you know, I think there was only like one small little edit that just like I lost like a few seconds of uh, media. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this, this, this show's coming back. It's coming back. It's great. Um, and I like, I think I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I got what we, we got to talk about this on the podcast. I got to tell Jess, like, this is what we're going to do next week. Whatever the hell, you know, screw whatever else we had scheduled. We didn't have anything scheduled. Uh, screw whatever we had scheduled. We're doing this. Um, and so I like told you about it. It was like, you got, I was like, we got, we got to talk about this. So you discovered this just recently then? Yeah. So, well, not the, sh the sh so I knew about the show for quite some time. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was just that, I got that. lost in the, the TikTok portion. Yeah, no, this is all like season two. Uh, episode one was leaked on TikTok. Now, okay. the reason right. that this is crazy, like the season, uh, like, you know, season two, episode one, whatever, like it got leaked on TikTok. Not a big deal. Um, the show we're talking about, I know we've talked for, I've, I've kind of really gone over this at great length at this point. Um, but the show originally aired in 2002 to 2003 jesse okay yeah it, it definitely looked a bit dated <laughs> in some ways so I, I was suspicious about how new it actually was yeah so that's the crazy thing so um the, the show we're talking about uh one that i personally I, I really like it a lot it's really it's quite funny um or at least i find it to be interesting uh is clone high um <laughs> And I have the lyrics for the theme song pulled up here, Jesse. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk at you. I'm going to like kind of read them to you so you can see what the, uh, listen and see if you can gather kind of the backstory of the, uh, um, the show here, which is also, I might add, go, t go take a listen to it. It's pretty great. Um, it's definitely an earworm. It's gotten stuck in my head at work and I've been whistling it uh, as I've walked around, but it starts out with, uh, Way, way back in the 1980s, secret government employees dug up famous guys and ladies and made assuming genetic copies. Now their clones are sexy teens. Now they're going to make it if they try. Loving, learning, sharing, judging. Time to laugh and shiver and cry. Time to watch Clone High, energetic and engaging Clone High. Our, 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 uh, ours is ours is engaging, Clone High. Our lives are never boring. Who am I? <laughs> and then there's like a bunch of other lyrics, and it's like, uh. This is like a full-on song too. This is uh, by um, Abandoned Pools, uh, <laughs> who I don't know what the, what the yeah, but it's it's just so so fun, and that kind of just sets up the entire thing, right? Like that gives you what the show is. They are it is a high school teen drama where the main cast of characters, most of them are genetic clones of historical figures and what the all these different historical figures from all these different times being put together in one situation and like how they would react and this is also mind you remember this is early 2000s so 
this has got the vibes of like all those other early uh like late 90s early 2000s shows we're talking like dawson has like a lot of dawson creek feels to it um uh, beverly hills 90210 um i know it came out a little bit later but i think of this one pretty extensively like one tree hill uh degrassi like it has those types of feels in -hmm. kind of how they set up a lot of their like uh like situation and jokes and they have like a lot of these moments where like it's very kind of like artsy but like i think of like dawson's creek of like that one guy that's like standing in the boat and like looking off wistfully into the distance or something like that like they play to that in some situations so it has that but then also has like comedy bits where you have all of these historical figures interacting together and as you referenced uh one of the best historical characters that's a pretty big joke um, that people really enjoy is uh, JFK um, mm-hmm. as a clone. So if I'm picking up what you're putting down here, Michael, what you're telling me is the fans of this show were siblings of older brothers or sisters who watched shows like Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill and probably couldn't stand it and thought this was funny because it's kind of making fun of all that <laughs> i mean maybe uh so the creators are uh phil uh phil lord uh christopher miller and then also um uh bill lawrence oh wow yeah yeah so and to be clear like when i say you know for people that might not know when i say like uh phil lord and christopher miller uh let me just run down some other things they might be known for past uh clone high um, a little movie called uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, I think it was Sony animation um, or Sony Pictures uh, animated movie. Um, not didn't light the world on fire, uh, but they're also, you know, I know them from a little movie called The Lego Movie. Um, some other really great ones, 21 and 22 Jump Street, which I find to be incredibly hilarious. And... If you like those movies, you'll like a lot of the humor that they have in Clone High, I feel like. And then also just a little, you know, just a real small movie, real indie, nothing too crazy uh, movie called uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, you know, they're, they're just some just some smoke, you know, they don't they don't they're not really big or anything else like that. <laughs> Your nerd is showing. I know, right? <laughs> But like, that's the thing. These guys um, that like Clone High was their original pitch. Like they, they, they uh, came up with it. They, that was like their first starting point. Right. And the crazy thing is that um, they've never fallen out of love with this project Uh, in, into the spider verse. um, They actually have a reference. I can't remember which character it is. I think it's Gwen, uh, but she's in times square and, they're like looking around and there's like all like you know all the stuff that's in times square a bunch of billboards and things like that and if you pause at a particular moment you can actually see a billboard for a thing called clone college and it has uh two of the main characters abraham lincoln and jfk on it and when i like the first time i didn't see that at all because i was just taking in everything else but i remember watching it again uh i actually think we went to like a pop-up drive-in uh i saw it and i was like oh my was that a was that a clone high reference 
what the heck? And so I like looked it up and like realized I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that these guys worked on Clone High and also into the Spider-Verse. I knew them from uh, Cloudy Chance of Meatballs, Lego Movie and all that stuff, but I didn't like looked yeah. into like what their earliest stuff was, which was Clone High. So it was really cool to see that reference in there. And then there's been talks about getting, we were going to be getting a second season because it only went for one season. Um, yeah. And so this leaked episode just was like, oh my gosh, it's so great. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about like why it's really fun, like kind of some of the stuff that's like in there. Also a little bit of why it got canceled because that's like a whole thing. So yeah. Yeah, well, I'm with it, man. Let's do it. Okay. So our main cast of characters, uh, please, Jesse, tell me if you can connect the dots of why bit potentially that these are our main cast of characters. Um, we have Abraham Lincoln. He's kind of our lead protagonist uh, next to uh, Joan of Arc. Let me know if you can connect the dots between these main characters, Jesse. Um, but first off, we'll start off with Abraham Lincoln. Uh, he's kind of our main character um, with a few. They're, they're all pretty important, uh, but he's big, lanky. Uh, he kind of gives some speeches here and there throughout the show. He actually talks, and this is something you'll start seeing a reoccurring theme is that he like tries to emulate who his historical father was um the the actual president abraham lincoln uh and so he tries to do conflict resolution but also he's a teen and super awkward and um he's into another character uh we'll talk about here in a little bit because she's super hot and super just your classic 90s uh you know hot girl uh vapid uh you know kind of a uh, quite promiscuous um not shaming her here but she is um there's several jokes about that and so abe's kind of goofy and weird and he cuts himself and he gets injured and he's uh, very awkward he talks about his sideburns growing in he's super tall and runs into things that's one of our main characters uh then we have joan of arc who's uh kind of uh, maybe goth a little bit uh you know goth adjacent alt uh, type stuff uh, cares about doing some artsy stuff. She has, she likes doing films that are really kind of obscure. Uh, she though has a huge crush on Abraham Lincoln, uh, Abe, but Abe doesn't realize it like any teenage boy. That's an idiot. When there's a, a, a very, you know, attractive girl that you've been friends with for a very long time, but you're just completely oblivious to the fact that she likes you um, as happens a lot of time. I feel like with teenage boys where they're like, Oh, this, this, <laughs> this girl likes me question mark. Um, <laughs> we'll know what you're talking about. No yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she kind of has uh, some interesting stories. Um, she you know, tries to be a, she's kind of like that, that classic uh, cares about things character in this teen dramas. Uh, then we have Gandhi um, who is a loudmouth partier. Um, just, uh, with a heart of gold, as he's described. Um, and he is like uh, very uh, sp uh, saying spastic is funny because we'll come back to it. Um, but they call him a spaz in the show. Uh, he's got like probably ADHD and there's an entire episode around that. That's like kind of making fun of like the AIDS uh, shows that would come out around this time, too, of people not understanding what AIDS were and like not wanting to touch people that had AIDS because they were scared they would get it that that whole scare uh 
that was happening in a lot of media. They do that with they like kind of comments on it with a you know, with uh, Gandhi having ADHD. Um, he's just a goof. Um, he is hypersexual, uh, and he's actually the reason the show got canceled um, because mm. there was massive, massive protests. Uh, and hunger strikes happening in India because they were so mad about how Gandhi was being depicted uh, as like this unmoral human being and party animal. Okay. Yeah. I might just cancel my own show at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that, which is sad because the creators talked about like in the next season, they were going to bring up like how Gandhi, like it was actually a mix up. He's not actually the clone of Gandhi. He's a clone of, I can't remember somebody else. Um, but like that was going to be the reveal that was like the reason he's so hyperactive and crazy and mouthy or whatever, because he was actually the clone of somebody else um, that it would fit that character. Uh, but he um, even talks about which is and this again, it goes back to like these characters. And it's an interesting thing is that the reason I think the show is a little bit deeper than uh, than at first glance is because these characters consistently have to battle with like who they are as an individual but also who they're cloned after and like do you try to live up to what your clone or what the original was like you know do you try to become the next gandhi mm -hmm. or you know or the abraham lincoln or joan of arc jfk uh you know all these all these characters do you become them or are you trying to become are you will your own person and so Gandhi actually has a moment where he talks about that. Um, where he's just like, yeah, the pressure of being Gandhi is, is, is the reason I am the way I am. I'm a crazy party animal because I could never be Gandhi uh, again. So <laughs> he um, he's, a, he's, he's a kooky one. Uh, yeah. And then you have uh, JFK who is depicted as like, uh, sex crazed uh, football teenage uh, athlete star popular boy, um, which I feel like probably isn't that far off. Um, he's described as like, you know, very handsome. He's got a really, and, and another thing too is that they all have very interesting character designs. Uh, Abraham Lincoln has this like almost S shape to his body of how he stands. Um, Joan of Arc has a, a very interesting, like how they're, drawn she had her like hips thrust out forward and her body like her torso sits um not where her center of gravity should be um and they have like very like different shapes to their faces and jfk has like a huge pronounced butt and a very large bulge in his pants um <laughs> and some goofy hair but he has a very particular way of talking um and <laughs> His uh, his parents are two uh, are are two gay men. Um, yeah, all that part. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're very. It's very interesting because it's um, it, it's f funny to think that JFK would if, if JFK would be raised like how he would act, and he just is so always hitting on chicks. There's a joke he makes. Uh, I think is it Catherine the great. I can't remember which character it is, but she's walking by and he's standing with uh, Julius Caesar. And she, he's just like, I invaded her Bay of pigs. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great. If you also know history, because it's funny because they, they, they comment on that type of stuff. Um, and then the last kind of main character is uh, Cleopatra. Who's the girl that Abe is uh, very interested in. She is played for like 
the very clearly like very over-sexualized, very hot, um, huge jugs, huge butt, uh, tiny waist, very pretty. Like that's like, she's the popular pretty girl. Um, very manipulative, uh, also very smart, um, when it comes to certain things. So she's an interesting character because she uses like she does, like she did in historical times, she manipulates men and other people to get what she wants and essentially uses her looks to advance her own uh, abilities. So there's an entire episode where she's sad because she can't be school president because they have term limits. So she's trying to manipulate Abe and JFK to two former presidents <laughs> to become the school president so they can abolish the term limit and therefore uh, give her the ability to be uh, class president again. A very Cleopatra thing to do. So a little bit of political, historical, yeah. social commentary mixed in there. Exactly. So can you see the correlation? So we have Abraham Lincoln, Joan of Arc, Gandhi, uh, JFK, and Cleopatra. Those are kind of our main uh, teen characters. Do, do, mm -hmm. do you, can you see a correlation between all five of those? Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, so all five of them were assassinated, essentially. Uh, Cleopatra's a little less assassination-y. Uh, hers was, I think, it's as documented as a dramatic suicide uh, that she chose to do over... Uh, you know, being killed. So she let her a snake bite her. Uh, Abraham Lincoln and JFK both shot uh, while pre being president. Uh, Gandhi was also shot, and uh, Joan of Arc was burned at the stake. Um, so it's just interesting that all five of these characters, our main characters, are all uh, assassinated, um, and they also hang out at because what what teen drama. Uh, wouldn't be good with the local hangout where all the kids go and, you know, eat the burgers and the shakes. Um, yeah, I mean, high school, man. Exactly. Um, and the place they all go hang out is called the Grassy Knoll. Okay, now we're just being really on the nose, here, <laughs> Michael. Right? So, I mean, I think that's why this show is really fun and interesting is because there's moments where they directly, like, point out, like, Gandhi talking about the the oppressive um, pressure on him to be Gandhi or not to be Gandhi. And then, you know, there's subtle things about uh, how <laughs> another character they have is Jesus Cristo, <laughs> who, <laughs> who his first appearances is that he's in a wood shop uh, and he's, got like a halo like fake halo up around his neck and it, or, uh, up over his head yeah miri curie her clone has clearly some genetic um abnormalities and her like she's very tall and big and kind of drawn drawn weird where she has like one really big eye and one really small eye and her mouth opens differently and she's very different than everybody else and it's because the original dna that they would have pulled would have been like destroyed by all the radiation that the original Miri Curie would have been uh, <laughs> around. And so that her, therefore her clone is different than everybody else's because of that. And then there's, so then Genghis Khan is like depicted and as this like very large, big oaf, very, very nice, uh, has a beautiful singing voice in the show, but 
he's like depicted as this very large uh, character uh, in the same way that Mirakiri is kind of weird um, in how they draw them to emphasize a point because we don't actually know where Genghis Khan was buried, but most uh, like a large percentage of the world actually has and can date their genetic code back to him because of he, he did the nasty and the pasty a lot. And so they, they kind of make a, uh, that's like kind of a small joke where they're like, yeah, we couldn't get his actual DNA, but we were able to kind of pull some of his other DNA from other places. So it's not the best. And therefore that's why he looks different as well, opposed to some of these other characters. So there is a logical explanation for all that. Right. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like, if you spend a little, if you can spend a little time, like listen, like, like doing a little research, looking into it, you can see the reasons they've made some of these characters the way they've made them. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Kind of run through some basic teen drama throughout the show. It's fun. It's goofy. Uh, there's some pretty big gags in there that are just like, uh, there's an entire episode around drugs. Again, they just play off the whole, like how drugs are bad. I think of uh, saved by the bell, that one episode where one of the girls gets like addicted to speed, I think. And she's like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And like breaks down or whatever, um, where they were, were these shows, real teen dramas were doing these goofy things. They do one here where they almost like bring in like uh pink floyd's the wall imagery um abraham lincoln turns into a hippie there's uh, a dealer uh jack black is actually the voice actor of larry hardcore the kid the guy that tells all the kids to stay off drugs and then yeah, that's incredible yeah oh and th this cast this cast is amazing but um do you want to guess what drug the kids are uh smoking um to get high I will give you a thousand dollars if you can get this off the, the, the top of your head. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, man. Uh, let's go with marijuana. Mm, you are really close because it is, it is clearly an, it's, it's clearly an allegory for marijuana. No, mm -hmm. it is raisins. <laughs> That's amazing. So they smoke raisins and get high. <laughs> um, I mean, that would be a lot cheaper. <laughs> If that were a thing. Right? Um, oh, the um, JFK reference to invading her Bay of Pigs. It was Marilyn Monroe. That's the character. Um, she walks by and he's like, hey, Marilyn Monroe, you want to go out? And then she's like, oh, no. And he's like, I invaded her Bay of Pigs. Um, sorry, I just remember that. Now. <laughs> yes. Um, but then there's other things like at one point they're doing some sort of testing. And so that they are like oh we'll start with the a's and the uh, robot butler of the principal oh man i haven't even talked about them mr scudsworth uh <laughs> and butlerton um but they roll in some uh they roll in some people and they make a joke about like uh starting with the j's and they're like here's uh john adams here's john quincy adams here's sam adams and they roll in like three white dudes that all look pretty much the same <laughs> excellent yeah um there's also uh like characters like van gogh is in it um he's pretty funny he's like yeah, the picture is like he's in his room uh on the f on a helpline for teens that uh joan of arc sets up because she thinks it will impress abe i'm, I'm giving plot points away for a, a two decade old uh tv show now at this point but 
it's worth the watch. Uh, but when you flash, when you look at, when you see uh, Van Gogh, his room is painted as if it was starry night. Um, and he's got like a bandage over his ear and he's like really sad and depressed because he's, he's calling it a teen hotline. Um, you know, so there's some interesting things where they like show that you are who you are based on what your genetics say you are. And then there's also who you aren't because you're your own independent person. And so Van Gogh being sad and depressed is part of his genetics but then he also gets back at Gandhi by drawing a um, mural of him in his small penis. Uh, <laughs> All right. And they also make Thomas Edison a huge jerk, which is great because uh, he kind of was. Yeah, that sounds like that's pretty <laughs> on brand. So. Yeah. Uh, Sigmund Freud is in an episode where Joan like professes her love to Abraham Lincoln in a video and everyone's just like, and it's a really weird video and it makes zero sense. And Sigmund Freud goes up there. He's like, Oh, ha, ha, you like Abe Lincoln. Uh -huh. And she's like, shut up the Sigmund. And it's, you know, cause he's a psychologist and looks into stuff really deeply, probably over too, uh, probably too deeply. They ha you have all these ones. And then there's um, other uh, pretty funny ones. There's uh, Marie Antoinette. Uh, at one point, she gets uh, there's I think it's prom, the two part of the first episode of prom. There's like a bunch of different people proposing in crazy and different ways, and somebody comes down and proposes to her in a helicopter. And mm -hmm. do you do you want to guess what happens to her, Jesse? Uh, something bad. Yeah, her head gets cut off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, could have seen that one coming. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. I, I kind of phrase this, but, but so those are like a lot of the clone characters. It's kind of like the funny stuff. Then there's also the whole, you know, who are the secret government guys and ladies, uh, that like dug up all those bodies, right? Um, the principal is, uh, Dr. Scudworth. He's this kind of crazy guy. He's, he's like the true cartoony ridiculousness. Um, there's an entire episode where he's battling a skunk who him and, the Scudworth have like some sort of like Roadrunner, uh, Wiley Coyote type relationship. Um, so that's really weird. And then he has a robotic butler, um, Mr. Neil uh, Butlerton, who who calls everybody Wesley. It's like Wesley. Um, <laughs> so that's where that came from. Yes, that's where that came from. Um, and one of the other fact faculty members is uh, Mr. Uh, Sheepman, like Sheep Man. Uh, because he was one of the first clones and he is half man, half sheep. And he has like a sweater that's like his sheep will. And he like shaves it because he's like, oh, I'm getting hot. And he's like, oh, and he like makes himself a crop top. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. So uh, there's just like a bunch of these things that are. It's. The show itself is worth the watch because at both times it makes fun of early 2000 shows while also being an early 2000 show and being a animated comedy uh semi-adult comedy uh I, it's pretty adult um and it's just really worth the time if you can if you like history a little bit it's got some of those like references you'll only get if you know about history um if you know the bay of pigs joke won't really hit if you don't understand what the bay of pigs is um and why that's funny for <laughs> the the character of jfk to be saying that um yeah i think 
you know, like with anything else, if it's referencing something, then those who aren't familiar probably get lost in the shuffle a little bit. Yeah. So it, it's 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 enjoyable to watch, even if you don't get the, all the jokes. But if you can like get the jokes, then it is pretty. It's pretty worth the um, the, the the time. Oh, here we go. This is I found the thing I was looking up for. Uh, so. The clones, as they portrayed to uh, TV tropes, um, Abraham Lincoln is your lanky, nice guy uh, protagonist stereotype. Uh, Gandhi is your wild animal stereotype. Uh, Joan of Arc is your angriest goth uh, stereotype. <laughs> um, JFK is your jerk jock. Uh, Cleopatra is your, you know, uh, alpha bitch. Um, and then a bunch of the other characters kind of fill in the backs um, of, you know, they're, they're just there. They, they fill in the roles of other people. There's even um, tropes of the show itself always starting out with uh, tonight on this very special episode of Clone High. Um, every single time in the character or the guy that does Abraham uh, Will Fort's uh, voice who does Abraham Lincoln is oh. like, some people will love, some people laugh. Some people will cry, but who will get out alive? Like dumb things like that. And it's always on the next very special episode on this very special episode, because that's, you know, they used to do that type of stuff for early 2000s where they would like call out a specific episode of a show where, you know, somebody isn't going to make it tonight. And they even do an episode where one of the characters dies and they go and we're not going to uh, uh crap out where we're just going to introduce a character this episode just to kill him no we would never do that and that while they're saying that there's all the different characters that we've come to know because it's like the third or fourth episode and we can see their faces flashing next to this character we have not seen before whatsoever and it keeps going and they we one clone will die, and that's when the fa that face flashes. And it's like we're not copping out. We're definitely going to kill somebody you haven't ever or that you've definitely known. Not somebody we just introduced now, and it just keeps flashing his face. So it, they had fun with this, and that's the part that I love with it is that it's it is at times irreverent, but also uh, so funny. And they took time and thought about certain things. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my throat. No, you're um, yeah, I, I appreciate all that. And from the limited amount of time that I actually got to watch this show, since I do not have Paramount Plus, um, it seemed to strike all those chords that you mentioned. And I appreciate the fact that there is a purpose behind the way everything looks and that the characters are constructed in, in a way to pay homage to history, but also to have fun because that's, that's why we're here in the first place. Um, and I think if more people saw this show, that might then connect them with uh, some of these other shows that kind of get uh, lost in the shuffle behind the, the immense amount of content that's out there to stream. Yeah. I think that's, why I'm so excited for it to be like getting its second season um, mm -hmm. now is because uh, it has had a fan base for a very long time, a very passionate fan base. Uh, sure. Actually, uh, Patrick and I have talked about it quite extensively. We um, 
discuss how much we both enjoy it. And like, he's also like, I remember talking with him about why it had gotten canceled and he was like, yeah, but the whole point of the Gandhi character is to show like the oppressive weight of, uh, what it means to be Gandhi. And I was like, yeah, but still like at the end of the day, even if they were planning on changing it, they were presenting, you know, this very, like, it's a very historic figure, um, in, in a bad light and you know people aren't going to enjoy that and if it's somebody that's so important to who your nation is as a as a identity yeah i bet we would also get very mad about it um and he's like yeah he's like yeah that is very fair <laughs> so um but that's why i think the second the second season coming out here is interesting because now we're taking a show that started in the early 2000s and if you watch it you'll see jokes and humors and statements and comments that were socially okay to say and do at the time not saying they were right or that we should have done them but at the time that's what the cultural zeitgeist felt was okay and now we're taking it and putting it into the early or the i mean the the early 2020s here and automatically it is going to clash because there are certain things that even talking with um, one of my coworkers, um, they have, uh, they were telling me about their younger siblings experience in high school right now. And it is vastly different than what I think our experiences were in uh, high school, Jesse. And I mean, we were pretty close. Um, and I definitely don't think you experienced anything like what, what their sibling is experiencing. Um, so, it's just interesting to see this. And so the, so the first episode, like I was saying that they, they um, opened the clone high school back up. Um, they dethaw everybody because at the end of the first episode, everyone got frozen in a meat locker for prom. It makes sense in context. Don't question it. We're moving on. Um, and so they bring the kids back. Uh, they lock all the kids in the gymnasium. Um, the principal does the whole thing that I, the, the original video that I saw where he's like, what you missed in the last, uh, you know, 20 years. And even Cleopatra makes a joke. She's like, Oh, I'm 30 now. I look good for a 30 year old. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so he locks them in and then starts running through a bunch of things that like, you know, uh, Fa is really big, uh, white rock rap is out. It's not cool anymore. Um, and so he just starts, you know, doing the, we didn't start the fire stuff, right? Just, bam, 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 like shooting through all a bunch of history. And then it goes like six hours later. And he is sent the joke is he like does the uh, uh, clockwork orange to them, right? He forces them to see all this stuff. So now they have all these things. He's like, good. Now that no one has any more questions, we'll move on. Says so like, oh, if you don't recognize anybody here, um, it's because they were cloned after you got frozen. So anyone that's was here and he's it, they're kind of saying it directly to the audience being like hey if there's anyone here that you don't recognize from the original series that's because they got cloned after this but then he's like let me introduce you to the hottest most popular girl in the entire school and cleo's like and starts standing up and then he goes frida carlo <laughs> and she comes jetting in on a skateboard um her character is very um kind of got that artsy feel to her where it's like very um different patterns of clothing and colors and stuff like that they em heavy emphasize her um her unibrow also that she has uh, upper lip hair um which as an affront to cleopatra who is a 90s hot girl and most popular girl because she's the hot one 
Um, and I feel like today that is not a necessity to be a popular person um, is your physical appearance. As far as my understanding is of high school, of uh, high school is, I don't know. I'm in my thirties now. So what do I know about high school in today's world? Um, I didn't know much about high school when I was in high school. So <laughs> trying to contextualize it all now is just, you know, a fool's errand. I right. Think. But uh, Frida Carlo, she's very like open, talks about like how they're doing an inclusivity week. Um, they're very excited to bring everybody in. And it's very clear to show you that like these kids are the, the original class for Clone High was coming from a school, the high school in the 90s, as it was depicted in the 90s and early 2000s. And, you know, where it is a social hierarchy of hot is hot, not hot is not hot. Like you're lower on the rung because of that. Like that was the social pecking order. And now we're seeing through this character uh i think they have harriet tudman uh as one of the other main character the one of the new main characters uh as well as confucius um who is like a social media uh influencer type character which i think was kind of funny is you know confucius being you know little phrases and yeah uh influencer type stuff so they show that the new characters are more in line with our today's sensibilities of the 2020s, where we are much more accepting as a culture, uh, as we, at least we try to be, and that we should be much more accepting as a culture. And these kids are. And so Joan of Arc, of course, who was an unpopular, angry goth girl in the late, uh, early 2000s, is now a super popular girl because she cares. And she's nice to people and she cares about other things and wants people to be treated nicely. So now she's super popular. Now Cleo's falling out because Cleo's of the mindset that is not popular anymore. Body shaming and uh, just being an alpha bitch in a not so nice way. Well, I'm glad to hear that things are evolving, Michael. So <laughs> that's encouraging to hear. Yeah. I think oftentimes with, these shows or these movies that have you know been off the air or that came out a long time ago and there's been and we see this more often than you would think but a couple of decades in between the last one that not everyone is self-aware enough to know that you need to kind of take a look at your material and make sure that you're still naturally evolving with you know what's going on so i think you've seen other comedies you know utterly fail at that and instead of trying to you know update their premise and their material they just go back to what worked before and it's like not funny anymore you know yeah i think about like um duke nukem i think is like the prime example of that where <laughs> He was like that guy, like he was a, a character that was very 90s and late 80s and just was great. And then they brought out his uh, Duke Nukem Forever or whatever that game that was stuck in developmental hell forever. And mm. people were like, this isn't funny anymore. Him just like him handling poop isn't like that great of a joke. And yeah. he just kind of crashed and burned because they went, tr they tried to go right back to that well without thinking about anything. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's definitely true of comedy. Uh, interestingly enough, one of the 
follow-ups or sequels that did do really well, which was kind of shocking to me, was Top Gun. So you never know what, what's going to work, you know, 20 years later. But in addition to, you know, honoring the spirit of what came before, because that's where your audience is, you have to find a way to reach new audience members and, you know, give people a reason to tune in to something that they've heard about, but, you know, maybe never checked out on their own. And Top Gun is a lot more popular, I would think, than this show is, or at least a lot more well-known. So, How dare you, sir? I'm just saying, from <laughs> an overall popularity scale, I would naturally assume that. But I think we're in such a, a political climate now that this type of thing might also, you know, reach more people than it did before because we're all a little more self-aware about these things. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... I, I'm excited, and this is why I was excited to talk about this. I'm excited to see what the show does because I don't think we get a lot of things like this, like you're saying, like Top, uh, Top Gun, where I felt like Top Gun was just the same, just update like it was updated but it was very similar sure. to the original um whereas this i feel like is a time capsule of early 2000 or uh early 2000s humors jokes something that's 20 years old now at this point coming back to the forefront um the first episode in fact even talks about um cancel culture and abraham lincoln gets canceled uh because he is acting like you would act in the 90s and saying things that people said in the 90s that are, are not okay today. Again, not saying that they were okay then. They were just more socially acceptable, probably mm -hmm. not in a great way to say them then. So he calls, uh, he's, they're, they're doing an inclusivity week and they're doing a walk a mile in, uh, walk a mile in somebody else's shoes where literally you trade shoes with someone you don't know and you walk a mile in them. And so, Abe gets partnered up with this character called, um, and I had to look it up because I was sitting here. I was like, I don't know anybody named by this name. See if you can guess what character they are, or what, what person they're cloned off of, Jesse, based on their name. Okay. Okay. Topher Bus. Oh, I don't know that one. Okay. See, I was in the same boat. I'm sitting here. Topher Bus. Topher Bus. Who's Topher Bus? Yeah, you know? I, got, I got nothing. Right. So then I, I Googled it because I was like, who is Topher Bus? And so I Google and nothing comes up. And I was like, what what is going on here? And so I continue watching the episode and uh, Topher keeps cutting Abe off. Uh, Abe like starts saying spaz and Topher cuts him off before he can say that because it's not OK to say that. Uh, Abe says a few other things and uh, Topher cuts him off. Things that Abe had probably uh, that equivalent had said in the original series and Topher keeps cutting him off and eventually Topher pulls him to the side like slams up against the wall and goes hey you need to pay attention to what you're saying here man do you know who I uh, do you know what my name is and, he, and he's like well I don't know and he goes my name is Christopher Columbus <laughs> and he's like I'm trying to get away from what my my my, uh, my clone dad did so that's why I go by Topher Bus." Because I, because uh, he, you know, a few years ago he got canceled, and now everybody hates him. So you mm -hmm. need to be paying attention to what you're saying. And so the whole episode kind of revolves around this idea that there's a commentary on cancel culture, commentary on how far it goes, cancel culture, 
Uh, there's even a like a brief shot where some of the guest hosts uh, or guest characters on the original show. Um, one of them was uh, Marilyn Manson, who has an entire song and things and stuff. And since then, he's now sitting at the canceled table um, <laughs> of the cafeteria where Abe gets sentenced after he gets canceled as well. <laughs> and so it's like pointing out like, hey, there's like there's good reason to cancel some people. And sometimes there isn't, or we need to be understanding or more inclusive. We need to know what's going on. So it's just an interesting uh, commentary that I'm very excited to see what they do with going forward with this season two of the show. I mean, I'm very much for something like that. Um, that's definitely a line of thinking I would like to see more of in popular culture. This also sounds to me, Michael, like something that's going to trigger uh, certain uh, sectors of our society. I think this is going to trigger. This is what I love. It's almost like how South Park can trigger everybody. It can you can be on one side of the political spectrum and be angry about something that South Park is saying and also be angry at the same or somebody else who's on a different side of the spectrum can be angry at the same thing. Um, I remember there's an episode, I think it's about political activism or something and like protesters uh, in South Park. And I remember talking to two of my friends and both of them took away from that same scene two very different messages. Uh, one person took away that like, yeah, these people, you know, people that do this type of protesting are trash. They're horrible. And the other person took away like, yeah, look at them taking the 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 piss out of this group of people that get mad about this type of protesting. And it was just so interesting to see them watch the same, like effectively watch the same scene and take two very different messages away. And I think that's what this show is going to do is push those types of uh, statements where people on either side are going to get mad about the same thing or one side's going to be like, yeah, one episode they, yeah, that's right. You lay into that group of people that I don't like. And that group's going to go like, Oh, curse you for laying into me. And then the next episode, it's going to flip. Yeah. So you're going to actually have to pay attention and not just be outraged immediately at everything. Exactly. I like it. I'm, yeah. I'm all for this. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's really all I want to talk about. I know cover about it. I've been talking for a while, I know, but. Um... Well, I, I thank you for that. Cause as I said, uh, I was not able to watch any actual episodes of this. Michael tried to get me a YouTube playlist <laughs> and I think it very much got copyright struck down since he shared uh, it with me. So. Oh yeah. 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 I think this is, it's, it's very clear that um, because I think the very first time I watched clone high was on YouTube uh, where I just watched it on YouTube for free effectively. Uh, so it's very clear that with the leaking of this episode, I bet a bunch of people were like, Oh, I got to look up clone high and those old playlists now suddenly matter. Um, and therefore people are now taking them down. So, yeah well and yeah they're gonna put it behind a paywall now mm -hmm. to see if they can get more people to sign up yeah i, I was kind of devastated because i was like oh no like because uh, like, i had watched a few episodes i'd sent it to you uh and then i was like oh i need to i'm gonna rewatch this 
uh, burn through it again so I can be, yeah. in, you know, have a clearer image in my mind of a lot of the stuff, catch up more on some of the jokes. And then it was like, I went to that same playlist and I was like, oh no. And I forgot to tell you that I had gotten deleted. But I, at that point, I figured you'd figured it out. Well, yeah, you know, wrong again. But uh, <laughs> uh, it just kind of goes to show, I think, how complacent we are with how much access we have to everything because I just, thought nothing of any potential urgency behind watching that as soon as you shared it with me and just figured I could check it out whenever I got around to it. And once I did, then realized that, oh, I guess I should have gotten to this a little more quickly. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> too late now. Yeah. Uh, I think you can watch the first episode uh, for free on MTV.com. I don't know. I think yeah. I saw that at some place. So you can watch at least the first episode. Like on their website? Yeah, I think so. I had no idea that MTV. I didn't either. Stuff like that <laughs> on their website. It was one of those things that I was just like, uh, okay. I mean, admittedly, it came out on MTV first. So um, yeah, you can watch yeah. the first episode for free. I also did not know that. So that was, this was early 2000s. That was a interesting time for mtv when it wasn't what it used to be but at least it had some fun shows to watch i so. mean they, i mean it was it feels very similar in the way uh, the vein of like daria uh like i feel like the animation style is similar to it less uh less realistic uh as compared to daria but mm -hmm. yeah yeah wow well that was a walk down memory lane that i wasn't expecting so <laughs> thank you for that as well yeah. michael yeah Oh, and there was two more things I wanted to quickly uh, reference. Um, Please do. Where is it? Uh, George Washington Carver is also in the show, um, who is probably more successful than his. That, that's the thing, too, is that you can see I, I've pounded in the ground at this point, dead horse and all, um, that there are clones that are vastly under where their previous um, clone parent was. They're at the same level or they're above. And George Washington Carver... Um, is well above it uh george washington carver being famous for finding like a thousand uses for the peanut um but he in clone high the clone of him uh makes a genetically uh sentient peanut <laughs> um who pops up every once in a while is kind of funny yeah so, <laughs> i'm cracking up right now so uh i want there's one joke where uh they're like talking about like a, a kissing booth and again this is a hyper sexualized uh you know type thing because that's the the drop teen dramas do that all the time right they hyper sexualized teens um they do an open mouth kissing booth and cleo is the one that's doing the open mouth kissing at the booth and they're all talking about like oh how they, she, oh she gave us kisses and then the peanut goes and she gave me a kiss right here on my left nut implying you know <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, right. and then uh there's another uh bit where they uh Joan and Cleo have to live together. It's a whole story, but they get into like a pillow fight. Um and they eventually like get like stripped down into their underwear and they're still fighting as pillow uh with pillows, and then a twist on the entire scene happens, and I'll leave you leave you guessing for what that is but it is kind of funny because it it plays into the trope in an interesting way but then it 
automatically switches the trope and makes it something else. And it's it's very it's like they're like, hey, this is the trope. We know it's a trope. Now we're changing the trope and continuing on. Um, and then well, there was what was the other. Oh, in the very last episode, this is a very famous thing. Uh, and it's it's funny because the, the how they did the animation. And I remember seeing it for the first time and being like, what was that? At one point, Joan of Arc at the, in the very final episode uh, sleeps with another character. I'm not going to ruin that for you. Um, but she sleeps with another character and everyone busts in on her and this other character in bed. And she goes to pull up her sheets like they, you know, like are all, always happens in, you know, any sort of scene where, of course, everyone has all the important bits covered. Right. Oh, except, yeah. except Joan doesn't have all of her important bits covered right away. And so she quickly pulls up the sheets and she has, you know, boobs and there are what looks like some sort of different colored things on her boobs. <laughs> and mind you, this is like 2000. So like, like stop playback frame by frame technology it was, it was there, but it wasn't as like, you know, uh, as easy as it is today. So I saw that and was like, wait, did they just show nipples on MTV? What the hell? What is this? So I went back and I did like play, I like play by play, like, um, uh, frame by frame, like shot it and these animators. So on her boobs, on her uh, right boob, it says nice. And the other boob, it says try. So nice try is where her nipples would be as like a joke to people that were going to do like, like to see this girl's nipples, this animated girl's nipples, then pause the screen at this particular time aren't actually her nipples. It's two words that say nice try across them. Well, yeah, I mean, MTV, they, they know who their audience is. Right. So, yeah, it's fun show. It's coming out. Uh, I think they said sometime this year. So we'll, we'll maybe we'll do a check back in on uh, one of our what have you been watching lately type episodes if we get around to it or if you know if it's worth the full conversation about season two. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, I appreciate you doing this episode and leading the way for us. I learned some things about uh, creators that I have admired and other things and didn't know they had this uh, thing from way back then that, you know, kind of jump started their careers. So that's yeah. always cool to learn about. I will maybe try and check this out. We'll see if I get around to Paramount Plus or not. But uh <laughs> We'll, we'll keep you posted there. Yeah, I mean, what can you say, Jesse? Way back in the 1980s, man. <laughs> it feels like a very long time ago at this point. All uh, right. Yes. That's that's enough. Just <laughs> Perfect. All right. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Hit the Reel, the podcast where we talk about the uh, entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. Um, we try to get this podcast out weekly, usually on Saturdays, sometimes on Sundays. Depends on how much I'm doing that weekend. Um, but hey, if we got anything wrong or I missed some sort of amazing historical reference in uh, any of the episodes, please let me know. I love to know. I'd love to go back and rewatch it. Uh, and you can let us know at hit the real podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hit the real podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, feel free to take a look at our Patreon in the episode. Uh, our description of the episode. Uh, we'd love the support. And uh, like always, hey, 
Keep it real.